Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Megan. We're two ladies navigating life, mixing classic and current trends. Each week, we chat with a guest about their throwback interests and their latest discovery or cup of tea. We're, We're the, the Grand, Grand Millennials. Millennials. Hey, what's up, Hi, girl? Megan. How Hi. are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. What's been? I have. So I was away at this weekend. You were. I missed you. I know. I'm sorry. Don't I missed sorry. you too. I mean, so I was um, in Ohio seeing my family for my dad's birthday. So I left Thursday afternoon. So happy I, birthday, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. He. He had a great birthday. That's good. That's he good. He thought he was a year older than he is. Oh, so. my gosh. So it was like a birthday gift in exactly, and of itself. Exactly. To himself. Yeah. Wow. I know. Until you're younger. Okay. Right? So that was my main thing. I can give you more details later, but what's been okay. going on with you? Um. Well, my brother came to visit. He was here for a week. Oh, yeah. And that was fantastic. It was exciting. Yeah. So that was my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, he did play Quirkle. Yeah, he us. did. And he destroyed us. Yeah, so this is a little frustrating. It's kind of, I don't know if we've talked about it yet. Um, Probably not. It's kind of like Scrabble with bananagrams, but with shapes and colors. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> there's <laughs> it's not hard a, to explain. There's not a better way to explain it. But we, you know, went in. We we're like, we're going to play this game. Here's how you do it. We even gave him some tips on how right. to play. And then he just he didn't need those tips. <laughs> he destroyed us all. <laughs> he really did. I was like, okay, we do. You know, dominate your first time out. Right. It's You're supposed kind of to annoying, lose but congratulations. Time. Right. I. Mm, yeah. 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 It was. I feel like our family is competitive, and he's just like super strategically like minded. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we got to get that maximum points. Right. And he did. Yeah. And he did well. I so. just was setting everyone up for success. You were. <laughs> sometimes that's the role you play in games, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, not you specifically, yeah. but just, like, sometimes that's just the way the timing works out. And mm-hmm. you're like, dang it. Yeah. Or, like, you have the piece to finish the quirkle, right, which, but it's like, not your turn. gets you bonus points. Yeah, but it's yeah. not your turn. And then someone else does it. And you're like, right. dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's frustrating. It is. But, but that's the game. You know? That's the game. Yeah. So, to all of our listeners... You play Corkle. Play Corkle. Available at Target, Amazon, you know. Wherever fine games are sold. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was super fun. Um, so then other than playing one game, what else did you do when he was here? <laughs> uh, we drank a lot of coffee. Yeah. If you guys listened to, I don't know, what, two episodes back mm-hmm. or so? We had Austin on the podcast talking about coffee. So, um, yeah. He lived up to his expertise. He really did, yes. Um the three of us, Kristen and Austin and I, like, got coffee basically every afternoon mm-hmm. or morning or, you know, at some point during the day. And um, I had to work Monday through Thursday, but uh, Kristen was off, so they got to, like... Gallivant around town. Gallivant a little bit, yeah. Um, but again, working from home, right, I could, like, sit with my laptop at the kitchen table. And so I was kind of there for most of, most of the quality time mm-hmm. together. And then in the afternoon... Um, I don't know. I had to go in the office a couple times. So, like, they sat at Phil's, which is near my office. Um, mm-hmm. And then I joined them with my laptop, like, toward the end of the day. So, it's nice. Yeah, it was super nice, super chill. It was um, very exciting. I would come out from the, in my bedroom in the kitchen one morning. I was going to run out and do some errands. But Austin was like, would you like some coffee? And I was like, you know what? I do. And then everyone <laughs> kind of flocked around the table. It kind of felt like a holiday. It totally did. Yeah. Yeah. We were, I guess while you were gone, we played Mexican Train one mm-hmm. night, and I think we were playing until, like, I don't know, after midnight, and, wow. like, eating cookies and, I don't know, fireball? drinking coffee. There was no fireball. <laughs> oh, we talked about it. fireball, but we didn't, yeah, have any shots or anything, right. but, um, yeah, Kristen mentioned, like, several times. I think, actually, maybe people were getting a little competitive and, like, a little uh-huh. flustered, and then... We switched the music and someone requested Christmas music and <laughs> okay, then everyone okay. was happy. Great. And so then she was like, oh my gosh, it feels like it's like the night before Christmas. And mm-hmm. I was like, except Sienna won't be here in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bummer. Totally a bummer. But it was, it was fun. That so. sounds fun. Yeah. yeah I saw that Instagram about Mexican train and I was like, oh, but I was having fun at home. So yeah, it's it good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We can play again, you know. Okay, great. Dominoes for <laughs> but, days. It's fine. But not with Austin here. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, mm, I think as next time, it's not till like Christmas time. Mm. So it will, in fact, be. Right. But I tend appropriate to Appropriate for Christmas music. Christmas time. Maybe he'll stay for an extremely long time. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when are we getting him to move here? Is I what don't I'm know. Asking. We're working on it. We're working on it. Austin, Austin come, come and to live DC. in D.C. <laughs> Please and thank you. Okay. <laughs> 
That's easy. Yeah. Um, wow, that sounds like it was a really fun weekend. Yeah, it was good. Oh, we also, um, I don't know that this was his highlight, but um, Kristen and Joanne had been watching Belgravia. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, I think you'd really like it, Meg. And they are like, I don't think you'd hate it, Austin. So <laughs> That's always great. Yeah, so it's uh, like a miniseries. There's six um, episodes. And so we ended up watching all of that throughout the course of the week. So nice. it was kind of fun. That's great. Um, yeah, we were like, Austin, so like, is this something you would watch? I think maybe Emily asked uh-huh. this or something. And he's like, I mean, I would generally maybe pick something where there's like shooting or killing or action or something. <laughs> but uh-huh. like, he's like, but you know, like it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of uh, We kind of fun. did watch a movie where there was not shooting, but there was stabbing. There was. We watched Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, we were like, pick up, tell us a boy. Well, no. I went on Disney Plus right. and I was like, oh, I haven't seen. 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians in tears. And I was like, I hate to be that guy, but let's not watch something animated. And I was like, okay. And so then he was like, Prince of Persia, who's mm-hmm. seen it? Because it was like on the little, I don't like, know, row beneath or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And none of us had seen it except him. So. Right. So we launched it. I only watched the first probably half hour in the last 20 minutes. Right. I uh, had a little naparoo in the middle. <laughs> just a little bit of snoring. It's fine. Uh, no, oh, just really? kidding. There was no snoring. Okay. Just totally I kidding. wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> she was super into the film. Yeah. I wanted to watch it. I just got so cozy. Yeah. That happens I a lot know. to you. But it was already like 10. It was late. And yeah. I just get lulled to sleep it's... you do but then you wake up and then you're just like awake and then yeah. you're like oh my gosh where are we in the movie and i'm I like know. well a lot has passed but <laughs> we'll give you a tiny recap and yeah yeah so that was kind of yeah fun. i don't know i feel like this time there was uh in um intermission of sorts there was a bathroom break there was a bathroom break and i yeah. think the rustling and the conversation woke me up and then there were brownies. Oh, that's true. And I, I was that. very much awake for brownies. <laughs> I was here for it. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, then the sugar kind of got you right, more yeah. wide awake. Exactly. It's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> so I feel like that kind of re- – oh, well, I don't think Maggie listens to the podcast, mm-hmm. but our friend Maggie came back for the lake for 48 hours, and we got to see her and get wow. coffee, which was really fun. I know. We've missed Maggie. We've missed Maggie, but she's back at the lake again. Back at the so lake. She's gone. Oh, man. But that was an exciting, I don't know, little yeah. treat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that sort of recaps the week. I've been playing ukulele a little bit more, too, which oh, has yeah? been fun. That's yeah. great. For my birthday, Kristen got me a couple ukulele books, mm. so kind of like reignited. Are you, are, my, is the house going to get a uh, There may or may not concert? be a concert later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. i got to get ready. You can tell me. I can brush up and we can do a guitar ukulele. We'll do it. Jam sesh. I don't know if I could play in the same key. <laughs> I think, it, I think ukulele my ukulele is. is a C. Okay. I don't key. know. I think guitar, I don't know. I, don't know. I play guitar too and I don't know what um, key they're in. Yeah. We're totally professional musicians. Yeah, I just play. I dabble. You dabble, yeah. yeah. Um, I find that dabbling with ukulele for me is easier than guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I there are some bar chords, but the the, it's, the, the fretboard is really a lot smaller. Smaller, so yeah. it it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah, some of the chords are super easy to transition between, and then some I'm like, ooh, my brain, you know, right. trying to. How do you put your hand like that? Right. So there's a little bit of um, I don't know, it's choppy. Like mm-hmm. I'm like singing, and then I'm like, mm, pause, switch, okay, you know. But, yeah. but yeah, hey, the more it's you fun. practice, the the better it goes. Yeah. Very fun. Super fun. So tell me about Ohio. What Ohio all went down? Ohio was great. Um, first of all, my drive there was, it seemed super quick. And I got there as it was like twilight and it had like the best sky ever, um, which was really nice. Um, that is nice. And then I got home in time where like my little brother came from his house because he lives in uh, near OSU's campus. And so he came up. And it was like 11, but everyone was just like chatting in the house, my parents and Chandler. Um, that was really nice. And then the next day, I uh, went to my favorite bakery that we've talked about, Fox in the Snow. Nice. And, um, did you get I, that blueberry cream I cheese did. delicious thing? Mm-hmm. I got the galette. That's what it's called. Um, and it was perfect. And I split an egg sandwich with Chandler. 
And my mom was super bummed because she couldn't split anything with Chandler because I was splitting <laughs> with Chandler. Um, and but I'm the OG splitter, you know. Right. And but he and mom have gotten, you know, a little more used to that since yeah. I've been down here. Um, and we just hung out with my nieces and nephew, which was super cute. Um, they all rearranged rooms and did some house projects, and so we got to see them all, which was nice. Um, and then celebrating my dad's birthday, it was nice to have a whole house full. I was like sitting at the table with my sister and her husband and their three kids and Chandler and my parents. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to be at the full table. And as much as I love my roommates, it's nice for them to be different faces for just like a couple of days, you know? Um, it was just really nice and coming back was, you know, not my fave. I feel like the ride back is always harder than the ride there. Right, because you know, there's no anticipation. You're just like, oh, right. I'm just I mean, I was excited to see you guys, but mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, I'm kind of over <laughs> these hills. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, um, but I saw on your Instagram stories there was a double rainbow. There was. There was a pretty epic double rainbow. The yeah. first spot I could see, it was just this super wide, like, section of it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the double, and it just got super vivid. That's awesome. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. That but that was cool. in the last, like, hour Right, that yeah. was like, ah, <laughs> you're almost home. You're exactly. right, you're Don't right. Don't give up, keep exactly. driving. Yeah, but the weather yeah. was super awesome, and it was cool in the morning and super dry, which was nice. We got to spend some time outside just chatting and hanging. and Yeah, yeah it was really Living nice. the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, you said the weather was amazing, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how is it being back with... And not being quite the same here. Uh, so I opened my door and I was like, Hugh! because I only, <laughs> I only did one stop and okay. it was like two hours in, two and a half hours in. So I had like a good four and a half hours, four or four and a half hours just in my car. And so I was expecting it to be like 80 degrees and like breezy and it was super humid and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today hasn't been much better. Uh, so I really, I lo- if I could have Ohio weather here, yeah. it would be amazing because just there's hardly any humidity yeah. in Columbus anyway. Okay. Yeah. Cleveland, it gets bad because the lake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Man. Okay. I'm so good. Cool. And I'm excited because tomorrow I'm going to a movie theater. I was literally about to be Stop. like, let's talk about movies. <laughs> so movie theaters are back-ish ish yeah um so amc there's one like really close to our house and they're open and they're showing the emails i was like guys the movies are open and they're like who wants to go to the movies and i was like well i'm kind of intrigued by this yeah yeah and they're playing lots of old movies Mm -hmm. at like five dollars so it's sort of like get people back in the door exactly and maybe see something that they didn't get a chance to see in the theaters because it came out before they were, you know, old enough born. or born. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm really excited because I'm going to go and see Star Wars Episode Five. Sweet. Yeah. Which one is that? Um, That's new... part of, the, like, the original trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the middle yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Right. Is okay. it A New Hope? I think I don't so. know. I need Parker. Yeah. <laughs> eight-year-old Star Wars I saw fanatic. it on the – when I was, you know, buying the ticket, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but – it's gone out of my mind. The most important thing is it's Star Wars. It's original. It's going to be on the big screen. That's so fun. It's really fun. I saw some of like, the other options were like Inception and Beauty yeah. and the Beast, Back to the Future. Um, was there any like chick flick, rom-com-y? No. Uh, I don't think so. I think there are more like event like yeah. movies. I saw it's like the 10-year anniversary of Inception. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. I really wild. kind of want to see that one in theaters because I didn't see it when it came out. Um, and so I've only seen it on a smaller screen, and okay. so I feel like it would be very interesting to see it, because they have it in IMAX. Oh, man. I know. Those make me sick. Really? Motion sick. It's just too much. Interesting. <laughs> too big? Too, too much? Big. Oh, wow. Yeah, when I was a kid, we went to the, um, science center, mm-hmm. and there was some sort of IMAX movie about whales, uh. and I remember, I think it was my grandma had to come out with me <laughs> the whole way because... I felt motion sick. Yeah. yeah. On some so. of those ones where the, the screen is curved, it gets very too much. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I understand. I saw Dunkirk on like the Super IMAX. Okay. In, um, at the Udvar Hazy Center out near Dulles. It's mm-hmm. the Air and Space Museum, like 
Bad auxiliary. Airport. Yeah. Um, and um, it was so good to see it in like that huge proportion. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was like I was there. But you weren't. Exactly. It was much safe. more safe. <laughs> exactly. It's a great movie, though. Yeah. Super so great. I'm super excited. They're doing a really good job of, like, sectioning off every other row is unavailable. And then once you pick your seats, it automatically blocks off space so that you're not sitting next to so randos. no one can buy a ticket next to you. Right. It's good. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe next episode you can tell us all about how it went. Yeah, you for know? sure. If it was all that you dreamed it would be. Mm, I haven't been to a movie in like eight months. I don't think anyone has. Well, no, eight months was oh. before that. Like I and I used to go to movies all the time, pretty darn frequently. Like Courtney, where were you this morning? Oh, I just went to the ten a.m. show. <laughs> I love a, a matinee. I know. You get it for five bucks, and you can still have so much of your day left. Sure. Um, my mom taught me to be thrifty, especially when Thank she you, had Alice. four kids and couldn't take them to a ten dollar movie. I mean. Pfft. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and then I got out of the habit after the Camino, I just couldn't sit still. And so I went to movies less frequently. And so I do remember I almost went and saw a movie the week things went Mm -hmm. and got shut down, but I didn't. It was going to be Emma, right? Yeah. Yeah. uh Yeah. And, oh, I still haven't watched that on Amazon Prime. Something Mm -hmm. we need to do. We do. Uh, so it's been a while. So I'm extra pumped for that. That's great. I think the last thing I saw in theaters was... Probably Little Women slash Star Wars Mm -hmm. at Christmas time, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe Little Women was the last thing I saw, too, which would have been January. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also been a while since I've seen this friend that's going to be our guest today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's my kind of friend. (laughs) He's my acquaintance friend. He is your acquaintance friend. He has been over to our house. He's played some games with us. He's been to our Christmas party. He has been to our Christmas party. So I feel like he's more than an acquaintance friend. Yeah. That's true. I mean, we played that Who in the Room game, and I think he nominated me for like Has the Smelliest Feet. So I think we're basically best friends. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was my best friend. Um, well, we're half best friends, so we can right. all be half, half best, best friends. friends. So it like works third, out the third, math. Third, 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 third. Okay. Well, you know, half of your best friendship right. is me, and right. your other half is Willie. Sure. And, and then you guys Maya's can... Maya's half... Right. Maya's half... So, Willie, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you know this, but Mark can go away. That's his best friend. Oh, sorry, and, Mark. I don't um, know you. And Megan has taken your other half of best We're making bracelets. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Three-way best friend bracelets. <laughs> this is getting strange. Yeah, so strange. But Anyways. I'm, I'm kind of here for it. I don't know. Sure. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Willie is a friend of mine from college, and we're going to talk to him about Dungeons & Dragons. Sweet. Gonna be so good. <laughs> so stay tuned and we'll be right back. See ya. Hey, and we're back. So we have a new guest with us. Uh, this is one of my best friends from college. His name is Willie, and he's joining us from overseas, which is pretty exciting, but he's American. Hey, Willie. Welcome. <laughs> that was a terrible intro. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like waiting for all the accolades. And you're like, oh, there he is. oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. yeah, sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk to you about something that I've learned a little bit about over the years. I've never actually participated in it. Um, my brother plays and you do, and I've known this forever and you've tried to get me to play. Uh, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and I know nothing about it at all, so it can be educational. So, I guess to get started, um, can you give us just, like, some, like, overview of what the game actually is, the basics, like, what the format is? Because, gotta say, we're complete novices over here. (laughs) All right, so it's really just the best way to say it's a role-playing game. So, just a group of friends getting together, essentially, to play out a story. That's usually given by the dungeon master, the DM. So everybody usually has a character playing. The DM plays every other being in the world, and then you just play through literally a story. Well, that's so. The DM just makes up a story as he goes, or there's like playing cards, or <laughs> <laughs> I told you I don't know anything. <laughs> Until well, last week, I thought good. this was a video game, so I really yeah, well. yeah I don't know what anything at all. 
So usually a lot of people call it paper pencil. So you usually have a, a piece of paper and you have your pencil to write down all your notes, your stats, your ability spells, all that other stuff to go with it. So you can know what your character is all about. Um, so there's homebrew campaigns, so the DMs can make everything up as they go. Okay. Or there's modules out there that they can just read straight from a book, the story, and just have the players go through. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what got you interested in playing Dungeons & Dragons? <laughs> I guess it was just a very creative way of just enjoying myself, I would say. So we could play a hero. So you're literally a hero that's going out there, you know, saving the day yeah as it were makes it a lot more interesting than life <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean i think your life is pretty interesting but i guess this you're is... also kind of a hero you're in the military like let's let's well, throw that out there for let's call it spade a spade okay <laughs> but um in so does everyone get to create their own character do you Yes. Are there guidelines? Are there rules? Or you're just like... So yes, there are guidelines to how it's all done. There's the player's handbook is where the players will be deriving a lot of their information for their character builds. Okay. So there's like set models and then you can tweak them or something? Or... <laughs> like, so I know there are there different... So it's basically... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Are there different like what classes and races? Yes, right. I learned so something the player's over the handbook, years. yes, the player's handbook is a book that basically has all the information. So yes, you have races, which is a good place to start, which is your human elves, dwarves, gnomes, half orcs, things of that nature. Classes, which consists of your fighters, wizards, druids, clerics, all that other stuff. So combine wow. it together to see how you how you want to play. So what are you in this game, or are you, are you always the same thing, or is so, it different depending on the game? Largely. So largely I'm the dungeon master because it's a role that not a lot of people like to put a lot of effort into. So <laughs> that's usually where it goes to me. So I'm usually everybody and everything outside the players. Okay. Um, but when I do roll uh, right now, I'm gearing up for a campaign where I'm making a gnome wizard. Gnome wizard. So like you yes. can have a different race, but they could pretty much be any class. Or are there like limitations on? Yes. Yeah, so can't be this class. <laughs> no. Sounds like there used to be a lot of limitations back okay. in the older editions. Yes, but the newer editions, yeah, any any race can be any class. Wow, that sounds interesting, <laughs> creative, but also complicated. This whole thing is it, all those three words. <laughs> yes, at first it is pretty complicated, but. <laughs> You get the hang of it just like anything else in life. It's pretty simple. That's true. I guess it just takes trying, right? <laughs> um, so how how long does it take to like create your character? And and so you have your sheet, so you don't have to memorize anything, but is it more helpful to kind of like have a good sense of your character before you're starting to play? Yes, yeah, so I always try and harp on my players to know your characters. Because while I may know what your characters are able to do, I'm not going to sit there and tap my foot saying, hey, maybe you want to try this ability or whatnot during the campaign. If you don't remember that you have it or realize you have the ability, we're just going right. to gloss over it and you failed. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> question. During campaigns, you, so you say yes. like different characters have different abilities. Um, yes. What sorts of things might they encounter on there? Adventure. Is it an adventure? I don't really know. It is an adventure. It is an adventure. How could it not okay, be an so adventure? They're not like, just sitting around watching TV. Like theoretically, can these characters like die or like what what sorts of things happen on adventures? <laughs> so yep, just about anything you can think of on an adventure. So yes, characters can die. Characters can, I guess fall in love, they can save people, they can interact with people, they could start businesses, they could start criminal syndicates, well, whatever oh. they want. <laughs> wow. So does it kind of, it depends on like the aims of the people, right? You could have kind of a sense of where the story's going, but they can go rogue and, and mess everything up. They, yeah, they could always derail the campaign if they want to, which is why in my way of trying to stop that is in character build. Uh-huh. I make them give me a long-term goal, or at least a short-term goal. Okay. So I can always make them work towards that, and I can always have that in my campaign and story to keep them on in task. the confines that I want them to, yeah, right. on task. So how do you bring them back, you know, to those goals when they kind of go off? Yes, the 
the good old story hook. Um, so when they go off, this is why I like for them to build relationships and things like that. Uh -huh. So I can use NPCs that they've developed relationships or even other players to help them keep, keep on track and bring them back onto the wood. What is an NPC? An NPC, yes. Oh, non-playing non character. character. Yes! <laughs> okay. I was like, I, I got it. I was like, NPR, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. So they can interact with the characters, but they don't necessarily affect the gameplay like the people actually playing the game. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So I knowing you and how you like to kind of, I mean, I'm not going to call you a control freak because that's me. I'm a control freak, but like you like order and things to be a certain way. <laughs> control freak. Um, so is that why you kind of gravitate towards being a dungeon master? I would say so. And I, I would say it's better now for me now that I've come into more mentorship roles. Mm -hmm. So I definitely use it as a way of mentoring young players and everything to guide them even even give them some life lessons in right. the campaigns. I remember a couple of years ago, you were telling me about a campaign you were running where you were actually trying to teach them morals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How was that? What happened with that? Um, well, it was, it was good. We definitely learned some hard lessons on what being good is. <laughs> okay. I even had some people take some, uh, some pretty big, it seems pretty basic, but when, when you give them somebody power, what they've never had power before, and then they realize, oh crap, I just decimated a whole bunch of people with it just because I had the power. Oh. So it gives them a lot of introspection. You know what? That sort <laughs> of reminds what they would do me. As well. that's, that's good. Yeah. It reminds me of when the lottery was really high <gasps> here. <laughs> and we were like, we're going to just buy like a lotto ticket each. And then I feel like our house sort of mainly Courtney, she went a little over and she's like, I'll give you a cool meal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to be, it was just like, yeah, I recorded the conversation. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And yeah. You know, the too idea, much money is right. Too much too money much, is not, not, and then at the end when we didn't win, I was like, you know what? I didn't like who I was becoming. So I'm glad we <laughs> lost. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, power and influence can go to your head really quickly. Even if you, it's just the idea of it. Right. You know? Yeah. So yes. anyways, <laughs> okay. Can we circle back to, actually like how the gameplay works like are you all so, in a room together or do you do this online over zoom or so how long does it last yes. like, preferably we'd be all in a room together now with the age of the internet and mm -hmm. especially with covid and everything we can do it all over the internet and online and everything um so it's really everything's based off of dice rolls and percentages um and for how long a game lasts, and that really depends on the session, the DM, and the campaign you're running. Okay. So you could have what a lot of people call one-shot campaigns, where you sit down for just one evening, afternoon, or whatever, and just you know maybe run through a dungeon, and that's it. You could have campaigns that last for multiple years, depending on how long the story is going to be played out and everything. <laughs> so which do you prefer, though? One-shot or long campaigns? I prefer to be a bit longer. I don't really want to do a couple year long campaign, but right. I like a little longer because then you get more in depth, you get a lot more character development and you get, it just, and it's just better that way. One shot campaigns is more for the murder hobo. Okay. <laughs> so, so you like more like the story development type of thing. I mean, you're a writer, so yes. obviously yes. that kind of goes into it. You like that creativity. So when you decide, like if you're doing a longer campaign, when you decide to end for the night or whatever, um, is somebody have like a notebook where they're like keeping track of where you are in the story or like how, how do you pick up where you left off? Yeah. So it's also one of the responsibilities of the DM just to mark you. in the okay. story where they're at and where to pick up from all that. Do you kind of do like a previously in our campaign little <laughs> thing to remind people what's going on? So yeah, some people have, I tend to not, Okay. Because you want I like them to, to encourage, or I want them to remember what they did. So I don't want to give them free hints on okay. the next session. Oh, if you remember back here when we did this. No, I, I don't like to give freebies <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you're, you're in for like getting them to. This seems like grow themselves. Mode over here. Yeah, I feel like you're. You, yeah, this mentory bit has really made you into a teacher, and I appreciate that. <laughs> it's great. Yes. 
this looks so fun. Um, what has been one of your favorite experiences as either a DM or a player? I would say it would be those moments of self-realizations for, uh, so I had uh, one character who was a sorcerer just going back to the event before where he gained some power. He wanted his character to be a diplomat, but as soon as he started getting that power, he, mm. I mean, he was just starting to kill people and use it. And, and we actually had a conversation about that after line. It's like, you're supposed to be a good character. It's what you wrote down here. You want to solve problems with words, not violence and everything. Uh -huh. But as soon as you get the chance, you're just blasting people like crazy. And he's like, so you actually had that introspection. It's like, wow, <laughs> I never realized that and how to deal with having power and with how you use it with diplomacy. So it became a whole new perspective on him and how he should view power and right. what you do with it to, to try and promote peace over forcing peace. That's really good. These are great <laughs> lessons, life lessons. Yes. <laughs> everyone probably needs to learn. My goodness. Yeah. Okay. I have another question. Sorry. Again, I know nothing. So <laughs> you're like, this guy was, you know, killing people left and right, et cetera. If you have a really long campaign and you've died, can you be resurrected or is it just like you got to find a different group of people to play with because you're okay. so and that's uh that's where you kind of get some of the classes as well so um let's look at the cleric your iconic healer uh, at certain levels they do get resurrected spells so you can if you're high enough level in the campaign or well you can resurrect the character or you can seek out a high level cleric to resurrect your pal if you want to um, druids um, are able to do reincarnation which doesn't bring them back exactly as they are. So it just changes the race and class whenever they do come back. Interesting. Uh, so then so there, there are to, ways to bring people back. They have to okay. relearn a new character sheet then? If yes. Reincarnation would make them relearn a character sheet. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, that sounds rough, but at least like you get to keep playing. Right. Like, like sucks if, if it's like, you're oh, just all my best there. friends and you're like, no, I just have to sit. It's like, yeah. Well, well, like yeah. Property there's Monopoly also that something. point where... They could also just re-roll a new character and just bring in someone completely different. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So there's options. Right. So, yes. okay. <laughs> you talked about the rolling and percentages. How does that actually like play into it? I know that's a 20-sided die, right? Yes. Okay. Typically, and that, of course, that would depend on your system. So if we expand our thought process beyond just D&D to other systems like Ryutama, Call of Cthulhu, Starfinder and other things. They yeah. have varying rules on it. Okay. But for D and D, yeah, the D twenty is your main one. Um, so twenty is a is a, like an automatic natural success for just about everything you do, or is a one is an automatic natural Fail. failure. Okay. Everything you do, and then depending on the task, so it's going to be the job of the DM to decide how difficult that task is. So obviously, mm -hmm. if it's a more difficult task, it's a it's a harder role. So. Uh, if I'm trying to just claw, climb a sheer wall that's slick with water and everything, I might say, all right, you have to roll 17 or higher to succeed. Uh, or if it's got many handholds, it's dry, and if you have a lot of experience in climbing, all right, like three or higher to succeed. Interesting. So, so is that a sort of challenge that they would encounter in your game? It Waterfall is a possible walls? challenge. <laughs> yes, it is a possible challenge depending on what they're trying to get or the plan that they decided to enact. Gotcha. Okay. Another question. Where does the dragons bit come in? Like, why is it called Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yes. Cause dragons are one of the most famous monsters and arguably some of the most powerful monsters in the games. So they're the highly intelligent, highly magical creatures that it's basically, if you run into one, it's, you better be prepared or you're probably going to die. Mm. That's if it's an evil dragon. Good ones are fine, but, Cute little ones are fine. Okay. okay. You might find a good dragon. Yeah, the, might find. the little ones are mine. Yeah. So uh, for dragons, there's a uh, chromatic and metallic dragons. Uh, those are the main categories. There's a few others if you get into the offshoots, but metallic dragons are your good dragons. Your good silvers, coppers, all that. Um, mm. But your chromatics, your red, blues, greens, oh. whites, those are evil dragons. Interesting. And then what is the ultimate goal in like a certain co like campaigns like are you trying to find a treasure are you trying to save someone like what is what's happening does that not depend on the campaign <laughs> yeah what's your motivation so that's so if you're looking for a dm's motivation then yes it's whatever campaign i am whether you're trying to 
can be the basic saving a princess story or defeating an evil god story or mm. finding an ultimate artifact story. Uh, whatever I do as a DM characters, that's why I get into long-term versus short-term developments and we actually get, develop a character all the way back. So they might have their own personal goals as goals. well. So okay. I always, always like to use that to incorporate it also into the story as little side stories for them. Interesting. Are you currently running a campaign like now? Currently I am not. I'm about to use this way more as a mentoring session. Okay. So I'm here with one of my lieutenants who's having a little bit of a harder time filling an officer role. Okay. So I had him roll up a character and we went through the whole things about what he values and all that stuff. And we're going to probably start tonight running him in a small session and everything to try and guide him through. That's such a great... I, it's that it's a creative way to solve like a really practical problem. Um, I think yes. that's really cool. That is really cool. Oh my goodness. I knew it was applicable to real life. Right? I know. Gosh, now I'm, I feel like I need to play this. Well, when Willie comes back. I would recommend. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah, we might have to wait until you come back so that, uh, cause I feel like other people wouldn't be as patient. Um, but also <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. There's a few DMs who don't care quite as much as I do about everything. Right. Um, so do you, in general, it sounds like I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you, you enjoy teaching new people how to play? Yes, I enjoy teaching new people a lot better than I like getting veterans. Oh. At least veterans I've never played with before. Okay. Why is so, that? So... During the creation process and everything, I can pretty much tell them what I expect and how to build a character, and and uh, and they pretty much are far more receptive to it or understand what I'm going for, and they're more willing to ask questions. Where the especially the veterans I've never played with, I find the vast majority of them just like to come up with gimmicky characters, mm. and then they're more easy to abandon characters. Really, not really take it as like if the characters don't go the exact way they want to. It's just they toss them to the side and now we're bringing in new characters and it just gets convoluted and annoying, honestly. Okay. Well, it sounds like that. Yeah. It sounds like they're <laughs> a little more petty, you know, than when yes. <laughs> if they're trying to form it, but if they want to form the story, they should just be a DM. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Or, or at least provide a little more depth to their characters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's fascinating. So what is the longest campaign that you've been a part of? A year. A year. Be the longest. <laughs> and how often did you play within that year? Oh, uh, so that Every one night. actually kind of <laughs> broke up a little bit. I mean, it almost came that way. So it did wow. once a week, but we had a huge group. I think we were getting around 12 people. So I just needed to break it up. So, and I kind of tried it in a way that I, I was playing with the idea before just turning into an evil and good campaign mm. and just seeing how they interact with each other. But so we kind of broke it up that way. Then all of a sudden everyone just fell off and then it just came this one group just playing both nights. Oh, okay. Wow. At least it sounds like they were having fun at least, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and when it comes to um, like creating the stories, do you like to do more of a homebrew or do you like to do more of the ones from like the guides? So I will honestly say I've only ever done homebrew. Oh, okay. I've, I've never done a matcha, but I will be doing one here shortly because they, the Kickstarter just, well, they're kind of finishing up now with the Christmas Carol. Oh. Um, they kind of they kind of turn it into a D&D story a little bit. So I'll probably be running that one. I'll probably be the only one I'd, I'd do from a book. Right. Where um, do you tend to like set your... Um, campaigns do you kind of set them like in like medieval times or ancient times or more current day so yes D&D is more fantasy based meaning more more medieval okay. is, is the thought process so swords and sorcery is D&D um, they have other systems to do other things like Starfinders sci-fi hmm. version there's uh, like DC Adventures which is superheroes um, you have uh, Ryutama, which is like a Japanese anime adventure Interesting. type of game. We have Call of Cthulhu, which is largely just detective works and trying not to go insane. Oh, 
So cool. there's something for everyone, kind of. Yes. There, but I feel like there, it's there a lot of systems out there. <laughs> no, I'm surprised my brother isn't into that one because Chandler, it, my brother, is a dungeon master for his group of friends, but they've pretty much he might stayed. not know about it. <laughs> yeah, he might not. I'll have to ask him. Well, that's so exciting. Or he can he can hear about it on the episode. Right, he can he hear listens. about it right here. He does <laughs> He's a super listen. Fan. Yeah, hey, not Chandler. as much as my mom, but. <laughs> Um, that's so great. Um, so it seems like, you know, like I know I've known you for a long time and I've known about Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, but even then I've been kind of like intimidated to join, right. And to, to actually try it. So do you, um, you know, someone who's maybe thought it's not necessarily for them, what would you say to that person? You can say it to me cause I am that person. <laughs> I can. And I would always say, give it a try. I always convince people to give it a try. More than likely, this is my experience, is everybody has that nerdy side to them. Because let's face it, we've all grown up that way. Everyone's had a fascination with knights or princesses or things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And that never really went away. They just kind of, especially around the middle school time, where just you have to conform to this group, or you're going to get ousted or become an outcast. But Nowadays, it's like you just tell them to give it a try, and then once they see a group of people actually care about it or like about it, and then and they show a little interest, and then they usually enjoy it. Or if not, they at least enjoy the fact that they tried it, and there was no horrible thing that happened to them for trying it. Right. It's not like you're going <laughs> to end up like breaking your arm, like if you're going to try like skateboarding, right? It's very yeah. low, <laughs> low risk yes, <laughs> activity. Very low risk. <laughs> And usually just sounds like it ends up being a fun night where you get to hang out with people you like or maybe people yes. you don't know and might like slash might not. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You always make great question? friends. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so back to like the logistics of it. If you have, you said 12 was like a huge campaign. What is um, a good size to like have? Like the ideal. The ideal size. And yes, or can you play not ideal. everyone is available? Like do all 12 so, yes. of you have to be there? Or it seems like you don't. Okay, sorry. I'll let you in. <laughs> so, yes. My ideal size is about four to six. And yes, you can play without everyone being there. You can essentially put them on autopilot if you want to. Or mm. or if you're good enough, like, oh, they just had something pop up over here where they just kind of were doing their own business while you're doing this particular mission and they just catch up later. Ah. Um, so there's always ways around absences. So it's kind of like in, you know, like in Sonic, where if you're playing with Tails and Sonic got really ahead, Tails would just like kind of follow ahead and didn't have to actually be playing the game. Yes. Like okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, let me find an analogy that works. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if someone is willing just to play their part as well. Oh. So I feel like you'd have to at least be kind of experienced to understand and read their character sheet. You do. Okay. And you got to have to at least make them trustworthy enough to work with that person's goals in mind and not just right. make them another facet of that other character's goals. So the diplomat turned murderer would not be a good person <laughs> to like babysit my character. Uh, not before, but after. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. That's changed man. That's great. Changed. So we actually see that this, this whole mentorship D and D thing actually brings results. That's awesome. So it what does. I propose <laughs> yes. is when you're back, if you said your ideal size is four to six, we can all five in our house and you can play. That's right. <laughs> He's like, holy smokes. Have, no, have you ever ran a campaign with all females? So that's a that's a funny thing. I have not, but I've oh. always wanted to. <gasps> oh yes! my gosh. So we just have to get our So house I've had a buddy who did I did have a buddy who did run with all females. He says it was, it was a pretty great experience because they actually invest into the story and not just right. the sort of powers they can get as a character. Yeah, I bet there was a lot of teamwork too. Instead of, yeah, <laughs> working towards the larger goal, keeping the end in mind instead of just, wow. Well, I mean, you've got two. We, I'm sure yeah. we can get Kristen, maybe Joanne, Emily. She might be we'll work, we'll work, we'll work on, but well, you got right. four probably. Well, that's so exciting. That's good size. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, what did I just propose? Oh it's going to be great, Megan. It's going to be, be really great. Cool. I mean, come on. You, I mean, you've only met Willie a couple of times, but his right. storytelling abilities are top notch. Yeah, it's true. They are. Yeah. We refer to you as uh, William Halfcape around here because of your story about Courtney and yeah. you guys are going to pretend 
have an adventure on the Potomac. I don't know. Right, we were going to steal a boat. Absolutely. I don't know if we can say that on the podcast because I... he's in the military, but you just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, regretfully, I must say, I still won't have a half cape. Oh, okay. One day. One day you'll have a half cape. One day. Yeah, one and then you'll truly the be Willie in a half cape. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I still go down to the uh, the waterfront and, and scope out boats. I mean, this is all hypothetical. We weren't actually going to steal a boat. We kept talking about it. But is our boat still there? It is. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye on it. Yep. Keeping an eye on it. Got to scope it out. I mean, this is like a long term. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. yeah. Long term. <laughs> we got it. Oh, well, this was cool. so fun. And I actually feel like I understand a lot more about Dungeons and Dragons than I ever thought before. Yeah. I obviously well, good. learned a lot. <laughs> I knew nothing. <laughs> so. And I'm excited about now the possibility the of playing. Yeah. Yeah, wait, can now I ask one more question? <laughs> sure. He's like, they have a vague concept. Yeah, we don't really know anything. So you said if someone is not present, then they can like have somebody move their character along. Is there an actual yes. board? Like, or is this just like a theoretical board in your mind that you're moving <laughs> along? Yes and no. So okay. depending, depending on the resources at your uh, disposal, you can have boards and grids out there and have little minis to move along. But if you're a poor man, like I usually am, it usually happens largely in the mind and you just kind of have to describe everything out. It's almost better that way. You're not constrained, <laughs> you know. But like I'm goal oriented. Yeah. So if right. I can like see like, oh, we're like moving along. Maybe on our we'll mission. just draw little squares for you. <laughs> little post-its just yeah. happen every night or something. Ooh, post-its. Yeah, I love post-its. We can make that happen. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. and then last question, I promise. <laughs> Does <laughs> everyone have everyone else's character sheet? Like how do no. how would I fill in for Courtney if I don't actually know what she or I just haven't have memorized it at this point? So, well, the way I do it is as the DM, I like to have everyone's character sheet at the end of the night and then give it out at the beginning of every mm. adventure. So it's all controlled that's, in there. That's it's very teacher move. You can't trust other them. People, yes, other people, other PSF, other people lose their character sheets or all that stuff. So I like to have it all there. So character sheet would be mine or everybody likes to do digital copies anyway. So she wasn't going to make it and wanted you to fill in and she would just send you the copy. Okay, cool. Sorry. I mean, no, I mean it's not I like I'm actually going to go play tomorrow, but I'm like, want to be prepared I mean, if I could. You might. I'm, I'm might. sure there are campaigns out there you could join at a moment's notice. Right. Oh, there are. some library books. There there's are. Probably, <laughs> they're probably buildings dedicated to it as well. Probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's oh my goodness. It's so exciting. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Okay. This Thanks has been so much fun. Thanks so much. Oh, wait, we always need to end, like to end our um, interviews with asking what our interviewee's uh, cup of tea is. So what's something that you're excited about, something interesting that's happening? I don't know. What's your cup of tea? All right. So my one little piece under this extreme lockdown I'm in is the coffee truck here sells a yeah. product called Creamy Ice Coffee. Oh, and it is I can get quite behind. delicious. <laughs> And it's nice, cool, and refreshing in this hot weather. Nice. That's awesome. Is it creamy? Just it is very creamy. creamy. Is, it, is it iced? <laughs> well, it's cold. Okay. It's yeah, cold. do you have ice where you are? Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of Europe doesn't have ice. But you're on a base, so uh, I mean, like... You're, you're, you're pretty much accurate. So our bays are just giant open rooms. So mm. some of the guys have gotten coolers, and they go uh, buy ice and fill the coolers with ice. Okay. And then, wow, I love ice so much. Same. I don't know what it would, I would be able to, yeah. Do you have a, a like a Yeti to keep things cold? Do you need do you a, Yeti? a Yeti? Okay, okay good. Because <laughs> I was about to be like, let's get Willie a Yeti because we we have an inordinate amount of Yetis per Person. capita in this house. <laughs> We're very pro Yeti. Yeah, so not sponsored. Just we just buy them. another one. <laughs> hmm? You just lose one and you buy another? No, we just keep collecting them. All the different sizes. Oh. Yeah. Well, she okay. has literally all those different uh, sizes. Yeah, I have the, like, the little <laughs> rambler that keeps the can cold. And then I have two of the little, well, I got a personalized small rambler with like with court on it. And then they came out with this midnight blue color that I loved. And I was like, 
I need one in that. So now I have two of those. And then I got a 20 ounce with a handle. I wish our listeners could see Willie's face right now. (laughs) And then I have like my giant one that also is personalized. This one has my monogram on it. This should, even though he's, his face is like, oh gosh, you shouldn't be surprised. You've known me long enough that this should just seem right in my wheelhouse. But it's still good that uh, even though I know you well enough, it's still fun to be listening to the things that you can say. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you still like to That's you. great because, you know, I can yeah. go a little wild. And then, oh, yeah. And then, sorry, another Yeti. So Megan wanted to get this one and it was like a peachy color, but it didn't end up being as peachy as you wanted to I thought it, it was be. more pink and it was like an orange color. It's much more salmon. And I was like, I don't like this. And she's like, I'll take it. Well, because I, so it was the one size I didn't have. <laughs> So then I bought it off of her and she got the chartreuse one. <laughs> so I have two. I have, I mean, just cause I feel like you have the little, Oh, you got me a little. Yeah. And you have the wine glass. Oh, you got me the wine glass. And I then did. I have like, it's essentially like a koozie, but yeah. Yeti form, but metal. Yeah. Yeah. So but then I just four. have, okay. okay. Let's, <laughs> but I, I still have, have six, <laughs> two coffee ones that I just like rotate. If it's in the dishwasher, I bring the other one to work. Right. So. I just never know I how just I'm going to feel. One. Oh, well, maybe we need to get you another. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's going to say Willie and a half cape. Oh my gosh. Okay, I would Let's take make it. this happen. <laughs> What's your favorite color, Willie? Yeah. What is your, wait, I don't. Green. Oh, I wouldn't have I enjoy that. more darker green. Interesting. Excellent. We can, we're going to file that I don't that know away. if they make dark communities, but there's like a lime green one that I have. Uh, there are different variations of green. We'll look into it. We're going to look into it. It'll be your welcome home present. It'll right. be great. All right. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're getting ready for this campaign. It's going to be great. Yes. Yeah, good. Start thinking of characters. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our account is Grand Millennial Podcast, or you can email us at grandmillennialpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find us on iTunes, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, if you'd like to rate or review, we prefer five stars only, but we're open to all feedback. <laughs> I mean, I would really like to not have constructive criticism, but I can take it. We can take it. Yeah, yeah one for the team. Right. Okay, cool. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>